When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So I wanted to take some time today to talk about a question that I saw posted yesterday in the Silver Bugs Facebook group. Now, I know some of you guys aren't a fan of Facebook, and I certainly understand why, uh, but that this group is is fairly large, north of, north of 7,000 members, and uh, it's from my experience, not a bad place to buy, sell, and discuss uh, precious metals. But anyways, uh, I want to read this post here for you. Quote, I know a lot of people in here backed up the truck multiple times between $17 to $21 an ounce. How much are you selling when silver hits or break even minus inflation? And and I think the question itself is interesting. I don't know if this is written from a point of view of, of he's in that camp or not of, of selling at that point. But the responses, I think, are even more enlightening about, I, I think, that the state of stackers' minds. I think the vast majority of people commenting said, you know, I... <laughs> Like what are you, like what are you talking about? Like I'm in this for the long term, whether it's a much higher price or because of some of the principles behind it, or or financial principles even of of preserving wealth or 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 um, diversifying or, or insurance or whatever it is. But there were a couple people that basically you know shared their opinion on it and said that yeah, I I fall into the camp of somebody that's going to sell at seventeen to twenty one dollars an ounce. For instance, the very top comment here. I'll probably unload between one to two thousand ounces. Silver's been an awful place for me to try and preserve, store, grow wealth over nearly forty years. Another one further down, uh, he says uh, he sold the bulk of his when it hit nineteen dollars a few years ago, probably twenty sixteen, to make a dime an ounce. Not worth investing in during the rest of my life. I'm fifty five and will never go over twenty five dollars in the next twenty five years. Pretty bold statement there. And then I think further down we had another comment here. Um, I have 12,000 ounces at average of $21, but I wish I would have invested all that cash into the stock market with the rest of my money. I would have an extra $40,000. And I think, you know, a lot of these comments kind of signify a, a minority view, but if nonetheless a very common view among stackers, uh, whether or not they're planning to sell at that point. But, but the mindset is that silver and or gold is solely an investment for me. Um, and then I'm just looking at the gains that I can make with it over time. Never mind what's going on in other markets, or, or you know, in this case, he's comparing it directly to the stock market over this time span. But, but that's all it is. It's an investment, and and you know, if if I've been stuck in it for X amount of years and it hasn't done what I've wanted to do it, as soon as I get into the market, then it's it's not my investment. But but that fails to understand so much about why so many people choose to buy silver and gold in the first place. It goes back to my video yesterday talking about the silver and gold movement and, and what's really driving it, uh, whether it be uh, hedging or or in some cases uh, people want to, to get returns on, on their investment or, or principles of, of um, being a fan of, of hard money or not being a fan of the Wall Street casino or whatever it is. And and I think these comments fail to understand that. For instance, going back to the very first one, this guy saying, you know, it's it's been a terrible store of value over forty years. Uh, 
and that he's planning on loading one to two thousand ounces of silver uh, along the way. I now I get it. He's been in it for forty years, but you know, forty years. You know, we're looking back at at what nineteen seventy nine, right? Forty years ago. And during that time span, we've seen silver move up. And he's a nearly 40, so maybe he got in, in the early 80s when silver was was moving up really high. And, and that maybe that wasn't the right time to get in. But after that, I mean, he's right. He, he did suffer many years of, of just kind of doldrums, most of the 90s, in the silver and gold market. But then, again, in, in 2000s, and then ultimately culminating in 2011, we see silver move up really high again. And it sounds like he chose not to sell at that point or to trade it for gold or anything along those lines, you know. And here we are back at 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 a uh, you know 15 or $16 an ounce and and I guess my question would be like what like what were you doing along the way? I mean silver and gold during that time span I would say for most of that time were were undervalued, especially silver, right? Um, but I've I've always kind of maintained that that my long-term strategy, especially with silver is to trade out of at least some of my position at some point in the future, right? I'm not going to tie myself to silver until the day I die, or at least, you know, have some sort of principle in my mind that I'm holding every ounce of silver that I own uh, until the day I die. No, at some point in the future, I see myself trading a fair bit of it for gold when the ratio comes down, or some other undervalued asset, whether it's land or real estate or even stocks, right? That's kind of my long-term perspective. And so I guess my question would be like, is it really silver? Is that what's to blame for over this 40-year time span um, you have having been you know, not satisfied with it, right? Had you kind of used a little bit better, I don't know, judgment or, or principles of investing the whole um, buy low, sell high uh, um, principle. You could have gotten out of silver in, in 2011, right? At a at a probably pretty decent profit. And it doesn't mean you have to go out and buy the stock market. It doesn't mean you have to go out and and spend that money. It doesn't mean you have to go out and and buy a whole bunch of of I don't know long dated options or some derivative or or some paper you know totally uh, antithetical to to silver itself. No. Just traded for gold. I mean, the ratio itself was under 40 to 1 at that point. And if you had done that, and I'm not saying, I mean, I, I'm playing armchair quarterback here, some Monday morning quarterback, whatever you want to call it. You know, I, it's not always easy to make these calls uh, when, when you don't have all the information at that specific time. Um, but I don't think silver necessarily is to blame. Going on to that other comment, somebody here saying that, that you know, he's, he's selling it pretty soon here because uh, it's, it's, not going to be topping twenty five dollars in the next twenty five years. I mean, I think that's a that's a gross misunderstanding of of the situation of the dollar, the fiscal situation. And 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 what's unfortunate is is this guy. He says he's fifty five years old, and from his perspective, he's been hearing that since probably since a dollar went off the gold standard, or even before that, that the fiscal situation is out of control or, or whatever. But but I think it's absolutely been true all along the way. At those people back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, that have been warning about this out-of-control fiscal situation or about the dollar and the unsustainable nature of this global reserve currency, they've been right all along. It's just that some of them that make these very specific um, um, predictions have uh, been wrong in their timing. But but you know the the 
the underlying assumptions, the, the underlying uh, predictions that they're making are absolutely spot on, I think, right? And we're getting closer and closer to that point where uh, the dollar is, is going to unwind pretty quickly and, and the fiscal situation is going to become a very real con- uh, consideration for, for every American, right? Um, so to say that it's never going to go over $25 the next 25 years, I think is a pretty foolish statement to make. And I think it's based solely on past experience and, and not at all on, on current information and, and kind of where these trends are heading. I mean, the, the reason I want to talk about this is, is I get it. You know, for some people, especially those that are near or in retirement uh, and need that cash, right? Need to sell it for cash. Now I get it, right? And, and you know, even holding on until it gets to, you know, $18 an ounce or $20 an ounce might be painful enough because you have to, um, you know, uh, deny yourself, you know, whatever you're, you'd otherwise be using that cash for. Um, and I get it in those types of situations, or if you absolutely need the cash at some point when, when it moves up a couple of dollars because of your, your own financial or economic situation, I get that. But, but this whole idea that silver hasn't worked for me over the last couple of years, therefore I'm going to sell it when it becomes a break-even uh, trade for me is is really I think predicated on this this mindset that is so human in its origins that you know once I get into an asset it has to do what I expect it to do and if it doesn't when I you know when I specifically get into it then it's a failed a- it's a failed investment it's it's not working for me and I think that's a really self centered you know view- viewpoint right. Uh, if you look at this from a broader perspective, there's no reason that if you had, let's say, gotten into silver in the mid-90s, there's no reason that one individual person getting into it necessitates the price to move to, to whatever they feel it should be in that time span. No, I mean, the silver market and, and gold markets in particular are notorious for long periods of, I guess, doldrums or, or dormant dormancy or whatever you'd want to call it there just lie dormant for for years now i don't think this period from from 2011 when it peaked and then ultimately came down i don't think this is gonna be as long as you know the the 30 year spread between 1981 and 2011 no i think it's it's probably gonna be measured in in potentially less than a decade right but it it does take a while especially because of the amount of, of faith that people are willing to place in things like central banks or uh, the broader stock market or politicians or whatever it might be, right? So I guess this is my opinion. You know, feel free to, I would very much appreciate it if somebody wants to uh, take this video and post it in the, the comment section to that post. But but uh, I guess I saw it and it was not not at all surprising that I get these comments from time to time here on this channel. But I want to break down why, though none of this should be taken as investment advice, my take on this is that to, to sell at seventeen to twenty-one dollars an ounce because that's your break-even is is really a misguided view of of the whole point of silver in the first place. So as always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.